Yeah, it was really motivated by passion. I like you said, I have a really well paying job. I really didn't need to do it for the money. It wasn't like we're trying to tackle paying off debt. We're actually debt free except the mortgage. We're in a really good financial situation and I have a good paying job with a good career, right? So you're like, why are you crazy enough to go start a business on top of that? Like aren't you busy enough, right? Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. Nowadays, it's becoming more common for couples and families to diversify their income. Whether it's because they're looking to knock out some debt faster, save up for a house or another goal, or they want to pivot their careers, couples are looking at side hustles. We've had several episodes about the essentials of starting a business, but one of the biggest struggles many have is sustaining it. When you're starting a business, you have to fit it in with what you're whether it's working around your family or day job, the reality is you only have so much time. How do you make it work? How can you start and build a business? Carla Titus is on the show today to share her expertise and her own story. She is the CEO of Wealth and Worth, where she uses her experience in corporate financial planning, analysis, and strategy to help entrepreneurs take control of their finances and level up their business. In this episode, we're going to get into finding, not that balance, but the flow between family and your side hustle, when you need to outsource to get things done, and then how to get the pricing right. Many entrepreneurs struggle with this. So if you're thinking of starting a business or you have a business already and you're looking to grow it, this is the episode for you. If you've been online for any amount of time, chances are you've seen those ads about how easy it is to launch a business from home with only a few hours a week earning incredible income. And it sounds great, especially if you have a nine to five job that's draining you, but it's not the reality. Even an online based business is still a business. That means it does take time to set things up. Besides the admin part of the job, you also have to do some planning about the course services or products you're going to offer. You have to decide on pricing. And of course, you need time to find clients. The challenge, though, is working that in when you already have a day job and you have a family. How do you find a sustainable schedule to fit what you need in? Typical advice that's given is to find that balance, but Carla think that doesn't accurately reflect the reality of entrepreneurship and have you chasing this idealized but unrealistic goal. I think that as a parent, entrepreneur, worker, you know, we have been pulled in so many directions and we're being asked to prioritize so many areas of our life. And it really is up to us to decide what is priority today and tomorrow and the next day? Because there is no such thing as balance. I call it harmony, right? When you're really in a place where you feel you're dedicating that time and effort and attention to the things that matter in that moment, then you feel in harmony with yourself and your family and everyone that's trying to get your attention. And it's never perfect, right? You strive to be better every day, 
And then you got to just really decide, okay, today the kid's sick, so I'm going to stay home and prioritize the kid, right? Tomorrow, my business needs more attention, so I'm going to dedicate four hours to my business to move it forward. Great. And that means you're sacrificing something else, right? So maybe not as much family time. Um, maybe it's uh, your day job that's taking a backseat as far as a career plan, and you want to kind of just stay steady and not have to move forward. Maybe it is time to push forward in your career and maybe leave your business to be maintained, but nothing to move it forward, right? And so that is really the reality, at least of my life, where I have my day job, you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday, and then you have your, uh, my business as well. And then I have my family life. And of course, my husband, who is the most important thing to me as well, from our relationship perspective to take care of, right? And so it's a matter of deciding like what is that priority right now and where am I dropping the ball to make sure I'm picking it up and kind of make things work. And if you're married, it's really key to keep the conversation line open as you're starting and building your business because things are going to be shifting and changing and you want to make sure that it's working for both of you. Communication is everything, right? Because if your spouse is giving you a hard time about you working on the business or you working too hard at work to move your career forward. I think of it as stages or seasons of life where, which is a lot of what Jillian Johnson talks about, right? It's like in this stage of life, we're going to, you know, work on that career and move it forward. So that means we're going to work more hours at the office or we're going to, you know, sacrifice a little bit of family time in, in lieu of getting that next promotion. Um, maybe it is that you're starting a business and you want to focus your attention there. And so you'll put in extra hours and extra time where you can, you know, um, have it to be able to build that business that you want, that passion that you go after and make it a reality. And then eventually maybe that will turn into your you know, main thing. Maybe you just want to keep it as a side thing, you know, whatever your goal is, you're kind of pushing forward to build that from nothing. And then maybe it is family time. Maybe you're trying to expand your family. Maybe you're trying to, you know, spend more time with them because they're getting, they're growing so fast and they don't stop, right? They don't wait. <laughs> they don't wait for you. So like you want to prioritize that at that time, right? Where you're like, Hey, they're little, I want to enjoy them. You know, let's just carve out extra family time because that's important in this stage of life. Again, that's never going to be the same in every single stage. It's going to fluctuate and it's your job to kind of stay fluid and adjust and adapt as you need to. And that's something that happened with me. Before kids, my schedule was a little more flexible working from home. I did it during the day. But now that I have two little ones, one eight and a five-year-old, I find that the best schedule for me is almost like a split schedule. So before everyone wakes up, I get up around five in the morning. I knock out for a couple hours the absolute essential things that need to get done that day. And then when I have podcast interviews or phone calls with clients, I have that based around my kid's schedule. And if there's any loose ends that I need to tie up, I'll finish that up in the evening. I have a little block of time, about 45 minutes to knock that out. Obviously, this exact schedule is not the solution for every parent, but I do believe you should look at your current situation and examine the natural flow of things. Search out those pockets of time where you're not interrupted and use them for the critical pieces of your business. This is something you're going to be constantly evaluating as your schedule keeps shifting. Carla herself had to deal with this as she was growing her business. 
she saw that her current model needed to shift it a bit so she can accommodate her family and professional goals. So last year when um, I kind of kicked it into high gear, we'll say, because I funded the business in 2017. And I really wanted to devote a ton of time into it. But I also knew that I had a day job that I wasn't going to quit. Unlike other people, like I love my day jobs. I wasn't looking to leave. I just was looking to either fast track us to financial independence or um, just put my passions to see if I could earn money doing what I'm good at, right? Um, As part of like my employability and taking control of that. You never know when a layoff is around the corner and you never know because you're not guaranteed a job, right? Where if you own your own business, you can control that. You can control how much you make, who you service, how much you charge, right? And so I just wanted to give it a trial uh, to see if I could be successful at that. And then I got so wrapped up into my business that my husband was like, I don't see you anymore. Like, what's going on? Why are you working so hard on this? We don't need the money. Like, you need to stop, right? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't stop. But let's just talk about what does it look like? What does it mean for me to work on the business? And then maybe we need to set some boundaries around it. And so I wasn't very good at first communicating what my needs were or what I was doing and why I was doing it to him. So we sat down and just had the conversation on like, hey, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's important to me because it revolves around my passion. I really want to help people get ahead in their business by having their business provide for them, not the other way around. And to me, it's just a gap in knowledge I needed to close and to help entrepreneurs be successful. And so getting the business off the ground is no easy task, by the way. I tell people like the easiest thing to do is to start a business. The hardest thing is to maintain it and grow it. And so all that together, you know, I sat down with my husband and said, okay, what would be um, a way that we can support this? Me not stress out, me not wear out and still have family time, still have time for, uh, you know, downtime for myself and make it successful. And then we settle between five and 10 hours a week is what I would devote to my business, including client work and all things. So then I realized, oh my goodness, I need to go find help because I can't do this in five to 10 hours and grow it and scale the way I want to do it. So I hire a virtual assistant um, like later last year and I started delegating things to her that were admin work that I just didn't have time for. So she, you know, orders all my client gifts. She does a lot of transcription tasks. She helps me reach out to some people on email. I mean, all the things that during the day I don't have time to do, she does for me while I'm at work. And so I can quickly text her and be like, hey, I need this done. And she knows exactly because we already trained. And then she takes care of it. It, my, to my clients, it looks like I am available 24-7 to them. They don't know. I mean, they know that I have a day job, but they think I'm available, right? Because my assistant is doing all the tasks for me. And really to them, it's like blind as far as like the level of support I give them because I have someone that's working for me doing all the things I'm not able to do during that time of day. And then that got down on how much time I needed to devote to the business because all the admin tasks were taken care of. So now I'm down to just client work, which is more like four or five hours a week. And then I can kind of focus on the top priorities in my business. And so that was a compromise that made my husband happy. It made me happy because I didn't realize how much I was working on the business until he said something, right? Because, I mean, it's our baby and we just wanted to grow it and make it successful. And we want to see it like, you know, just um, 
grow super fast and you don't even think about how much time you're really spending on it. So I'm very strategic about the time I do spend on my business also for revenue generator, generating activities because as the CEO of the business, I need to make sure that my business is making money. And to me, that is like the priority number one. And then after that, everything else falls. And so again, if I'm going to train my time for money, it needs to be worth it and it needs to have a high impact on my clients. Otherwise, I wouldn't do this because it's just, it doesn't make sense, right? Having a schedule that allows you to enjoy family time and be able to provide great service to your clients is one piece to building a sustainable business. The other part is finances, right? If your income doesn't cover expenses, your time, and some profit, you can't keep going. One specific area where entrepreneurs struggle is how to price their services and products, which is something that Carla loves to help them out with. If you're just starting out and you have no idea how to do pricing strategy, because I get it, like I actually had a lot of training in this. So to me, it comes fairly easy. One is to think about what is that hourly rate you want to take home? So that's like your personal budget. Like, what do you need to get paid an hour for you to get out of bed and actually do this work? Let's say that's $50 just for an example, right? Then you need to take that rate and think about, okay, not only am I paying myself as an employee, but now I am also the employer paying myself as the employee, right? So now I need to cover all the taxes. I need to cover all the health insurance benefits and all the other things that are going to come with the business cost, which is called overhead. And so you want to then take that rate that you decided on, and then you want to you want to one and a half times it or two and a half times it just to make sure that you have enough money to cover all the things that you want to cover in, in the business. Also, so that you can delegate the task one day to someone or so that you can hire people under you to be able to do that kind of work. And so um, that $50 an hour is never going to be enough to cover all that because if you only charge that, then you need to lower your own personal rate and pay yourself $25 an hour to just be able to able to break even or get ahead. And so that's one thing that people don't even realize when they're first um, starting out. And so that's an easy one to kind of calculate. You don't need anyone else to kind of help you with that. You just need to kind of set it and then charge accordingly. And if you're stressed out about figuring out your pricing strategy, then reaching out to an expert like Carla can be the way to go. Yeah, it was really motivated by passion. I Like you said, I have a really well-paying job. I really didn't need to do it for the money. It wasn't like we're trying to tackle paying off debt. We're actually debt-free except the mortgage. We're in a really good financial situation and I have a good paying job with a good career, right? So you're like, why are you crazy enough to go start a business on top of that? Like, aren't you busy enough, right? Being a mom and having a nine-to-five that's challenging. And the thing that drove me was this need to help entrepreneurs really gain clarity on their financials. What I was seeing a lot was, like you said, they were really good at video editing or they were really good at photography or they were really good at writing. And then they weren't managing the business aspect of their business, right? And that's where you get in trouble really easily. So cash flow issues were coming about. People were running out of money. People couldn't invest in their businesses. People weren't paying themselves. People were just not good stewards of their business finances. And it's because one, maybe they weren't taught how to do that, right? They're not professional um, or proficient at that. They were really good at the photography, at the writing and all the other things, right? 
Second, they didn't get into business because they love bookkeeping and they wanted, they couldn't wait to get up every week and do their bookkeeping for their business. That's not what, why they started the business, right? But it is a huge requirement of a business owner, entrepreneur to be able to do that successfully. Um, and three, they are just scared by it because they don't understand it. And it's not hard once you are explain the concepts and boil it down to the simple you know, processes you have to have in your business to be successful at this. And so that's what I help entrepreneurs with is one shy, like stop shying away from it because the problem will become a bigger issue if you're ignoring it. You will notice it because it was, it's going to call your attention when money is not there, when you want to do the things that you want to do for your business and move it forward and grow it and scale it. And so, and the problems compound the bigger you get. So you might not have cash problems right now. You might be doing really well, but then as your business grows, now the problems that were initially small will be major later because you hadn't, you never had control over those finances. And so to me, it's critical to have this foundational knowledge, processes, and systems in place that help enable you be a better entrepreneur at what you're good at. I don't want you spending 20 hours a week dealing with your finances. That's the last thing I want you to do, right? Let's get it down to an hour or two a week that's manageable. Ideally, an hour. It's my goal with any of the entrepreneurs I work with is to get them from wherever they're at to just one hour a week at the most where the processes and tools are working for them. And then they can have a clear picture of where they're going. They're doing all the things they need to do, checking all the boxes on the financial management side. And then they go off to do the bigger things. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I got from preparing this episode, as well as a money tip that you can use this week. The first one is essentialize your business. If you're starting a side hustle or you're hoping to start a business, make sure that you identify your core services or products that you're offering. It is very tempting in the beginning to try to chase any kind of income, but what you want to focus on are the ones that are going to be most profitable and that work within the time frame that you do have. So take some time in the beginning and just nail down those core offerings that you're going to have. The second is identify and define your schedule. If you're already working a nine to five and you have a family, your schedule is going to be tight. So it's even more important that you come up with a schedule that is sustainable and that you talk to your family over and make sure that you have the boundaries set up. For some, they wake up early in the morning. That is my way of doing things to get those key things out for the day. Or you may find that it's better for you to go and take care of this later in the evening once the kids are asleep. Whatever schedule it is, make sure that you test it out, get feedback from your family, and make sure that you're able to get that flow of getting your work done and being with your family. Finally, if you haven't already, your money tip for this week is to open your business accounts. Keeping your business finances separate from your personal will not only make things easier to manage and track, but it'll also give you some credibility with clients. And there are affordable ways that you can open accounts. You don't have to have a huge business to do that. Now, if you're in the Triangle area in North Carolina, Coastal is a wonderful option. I actually 
started my membership with Coastal through the business accounts. So don't discount credit unions as an option. Also identify, see if there are any local banks that would be a great fit for you. And please don't forget to join us in the Thriving Families group on Facebook. We have several families who have started business on the side, and some of them have pivoted that towards being a main source of income for them. So please feel free to ask questions, swap stories, and offer tips. Our goal is to help one another out. Just head over to couplemoney.com FB. We hope to see you there. Special thanks to Carla for her help. If you want to learn more or work with her to level up your business, please visit wealthworthwithin.com. As always, I'll have the resource we mentioned in this episode, plus some bonuses over at Couple Money in the show notes, including our free five days to 5K course, where I show you step-by-step how to find, save, and earn extra money on the side to hit your money goals faster. Next week on the podcast, we're talking about the best money apps out there for couples looking to grow their finances and get out of debt. We live in the age of hacks and data breaches, so we're also going to be discussing how to protect your privacy. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. And if you want to share this episode with your friends, I would be so grateful. Let's make money a way to connect instead of being a wedge. Our theme song was by Gentle Regime, additional music by Lee Rosevere and audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much. I appreciate your support. Please, if you have any questions or you have an idea for an episode, reach out to me on social media. I'm at Couple Money. Or you can always email me if you're already subscribed to the community. Just hit reply. I read all of the emails. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.